This is the podcast for the British International School in New York and welcome to Disney Behind the Scenes, the podcast where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we speak to Graham Hawkins, Year 6 teacher, Head of Shakespeare House and Community Outreach Coordinator. He's going to tell us all about what the community outreach is at Disney, his highlights of the school year from a community outreach perspective, and we also learn a little about what Graham loves from his homeland, Scotland. But enough of the introduction, let's get into this episode right now. Graham, welcome to Disney Behind the Scenes. Thanks for coming on to this podcast episode today. Uh, how are you? Thanks so much, Simon. It's great to be here. I'm doing very well today, thank you. It's been a bit of a busy day, but hectic. I'm not long back from the East River Park with my Year 5 uh, physical education class. So okay. uh, it's, been, uh, it's been busy, but you know, most days usually are here. And what was the weather like when you were at East River Park? Absolutely gorgeous today. Blue sky, the sun is out. Um, actually, even almost getting too hot. So lots of water being consumed and, and caps on heads. Wow, excellent. This, this sounds perfect. So, Graham, in this episode, we're going to be talking about a few things. We're going to be seeing life at the school through your eyes. But before we get to that, I wonder whether you can just share with us a little bit about your own education, where you went to school and what your experience of school life was like. Certainly. Um, well, first and foremost, I'm from a, a large family. I'm the, the fourth brother of four um, and a younger sister. Um, okay. As you can probably tell from my accent, I'm Scottish. I was born. No in, way. <laughs> um, I was born and bred in, in Edinburgh, in the city centre of Edinburgh. And I was very fortunate to to go to a beautiful school um, that's right in the centre of the city. Um, it was actually founded on a charitable vision back in 1628 by the, okay. the then King's jeweller, George Herriot. So it's called George Herriot School. Um, and he actually bequeathed his substantial fortune uh, to the fatherless bairns of Edinburgh, the fatherless bairns being uh, fatherless uh, children. And that's, the school's now quite infamous for having inspired J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter books. He actually wrote certainly parts of, of several of the books very close by to the school. Uh, mm-hmm. had a, a kind of four-house four uh, house system, um, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm sure inspired... Uh, you know, Gryffindor and Slytherin and Hufflepuff, yeah. Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. So uh, that's quite a cool fact. <laughs> wow, that's a good fact. I like that. <laughs> right? I like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was I was lucky to to go to Harriet's from five years old till eighteen years old, um, and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't particularly academic at school. I was quite a, a late bloomer, um, but I was heavily involved in an extracurricular sense. Um, did the, all three of the Duke of Edinburgh award schemes, the bronze, the silver and the gold. I was in charge of the combined cadet force, the army section. Very lucky to, to have that experience and also vice captain of the, the first 15 rugby uh, rugby team. Still kind of irks me. I didn't quite get that captain. <laughs> even all these years on. Um <laughs> So yes, it was, you know, I, I, I suppose I, I grew up, it's a bit cliched, but I grew up in, in very much an educational household. Uh, both parents are educators. Um, okay. My mum owns a, a private small kindergarten from our family home, and it's now in its 31st year, believe it or not. Wow. So I was, okay. always, uh, I was always brought up around young children and, you know, any days that I was sick from school, as it were, uh, or, or playing truant, I was around the nursery and working with, uh, <laughs> with, young, with young kids. Um, and my dad owns a, a tutoring company as well, so um, it you know, specialises in, in private school education. So, And mum and dad are still both doing that today, are they? They both are, yeah, despite very me good. asking them, requesting them to slow down a bit. They're, they're both still very <laughs> active in, in both businesses. <laughs> Well, that's good to hear. It'll keep them young, if nothing else. Uh, it certainly does. It does exactly that. 
Now, Graham, one of the things we're talking about here is community outreach. Tell us a little bit about actually what that means to anyone who's never heard that phrase at, at Disney. Sure. So, you know, I think that community outreach really encompasses everything we do at Disney. Um, I would say in its most simplistic sense that community outreach at Disney is about ensuring that we have a really strong sense of community, uh, both in, within the walls of the school and, and mm-hmm. one that permeates throughout our wider school community. Um, first and foremost, of course, we want to ensure that our learners feel safe, secure, welcomed, and that each child, you know, wakes up in the morning and you know really wants to come to school, wants to learn, and and wants to engage with the school experience. Um, and I, I strongly feel that a, a strong sense of community is vital to encourage that to happen. We obviously live in in a very diverse and multicultural city, so it gives us mm-hmm. a great opportunity to you know, see diversity as a strength and to celebrate everyone's different backgrounds and cultures. Uh, and I believe that we, we've we really created a community that's, you know, that's open and, you know, based around mutual respect and uh, growing, confident, globally-minded kids. So, Graeme, you mentioned about being in a diverse city. How does that help when it comes to community outreach at Disney? So I think that having so many different pupils from different international backgrounds having parents and families that you know come from all over the world brings a real value in a community sense in terms of celebrating different cultures Mm -hmm. um, having different perspectives and uh, you know living in this melting pot that we do you know it, it affords opportunities for children to learn about different cultures and traditions which they just simply wouldn't experience otherwise uh, we have a lot of parents that that have involvement with the the UN, okay. um, and that of course brings a global and international perspective in itself. Mm. Mm. Um, it also gives us really strong opportunities to embed these experiences throughout our learning, throughout our teaching mm. and our and our learning. Um, and yeah. that in hand with the fact that we um, utilise uh, the framework of the international baccalaureate. Mm-hmm. You know that that really lends itself well to celebrating um, mm. the diversity of our community. And I guess as well, where you're talking about parents in those examples working at the UN, then not just those parents, but most mm. parents, I imagine, if they're sending their children to a school in New York, are going to be very internationally minded anyway. It's not like they're living in a small village in Hampshire and sending their children to that small village in Hampshire. You know, it's all, already a very diverse outlook on the world life anyway isn't it it absolutely is and it's a real nice mixture of you know some british families some american families and some you know much more widely global families as well Mm. so you know i think that you know anyone who who takes that leap and moves to a city you know you know such as new york it it does it suggests a a global mindedness and even if it's you know they're only coming for a number of years and some of our families have been here from day one um Mm -hmm. but equally some come and and move on and that actually can be quite refreshing as well because there's you know there's constantly you know new students coming in from different backgrounds new families and and they all have their own thing to offer and they've all got their own backstory they've they've all come from different places in the world they've all got different reasons for being in new york i imagine exactly right um and it's you know it's it's exhilarating actually seeing hearing different people's stories and you know that's we have we celebrate those and have those conversations on a daily basis you know to Mm. talk about Mm. you know where is it they've come from what was it like what was that viewpoint what was their their perspective in the, the countries that they've come from 
Yeah. We have some children that are eight or nine years old that have maybe lived in four or five countries. It's fascinating. Right. Yeah. Um, and they've had different educational experiences. Uh, and, that, and that brings a lot to the table. So let's just bring it back then to the community outreach side of things. What kind of activities happen throughout the whole calendar year which lead towards that community outreach? I mean, goodness, where, where to start? Um, I suppose one of the, the things that's been really successful in recent years is um, our house system. We have mm-hmm. a three-pronged house system. The houses are called Shakespeare, King and Glenny, um, after mm-hmm. William Shakespeare, Martin Luther King Jr., and uh, Evelyn Glenny, who's probably the, the, the least known of the three, but is a um, deaf percussionist, a bit deaf Scottish percussionist, actually, okay. who yeah. um, dealt with uh, adversity and trying to become a successful global percussionist. Mm. Um, so the, the houses are kind of based on people that have dealt with adversity and that have you know had a big influence um, and i'm actually the head of house for shakespeare house okay um who are the reigning champions of the house <laughs> cup no less we'll see what happens Love the way you drop that in <laughs> um, so yes i think that at the start of the year we really you know get into that house spirit and that builds a sense of community straight away you know also mm. brings a, a sense of competitiveness or mm. cooperation as we like to call it and cooperating with each other but also being competitive and and celebrating Mm. that sense of competitiveness and that takes on many many different faces i suppose from um you know music competitions within the houses into music competitions to pe to drama Mm. uh to little mini competitions that we run house assemblies uh, house live house tvs and it also gives students opportunities to you know take on leadership roles um, mm-hmm. As house captains, as an application process for that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something which is is always heavily subscribed to, um, and it gives the, the students a voice. It gives them some decision making, uh, you know, responsibilities within the school, and it also allows us to support our wider community in a charitable sense. So each of the houses has an associated ch- uh, partnership charity. Um, mm-hmm. So Shakespeare House has uh, City Harvests, which is a okay. fantastic harvest, that, uh, a fantastic charity, I should say, which supports uh, hungry New Yorkers, um, people that maybe don't have access to food or are food insecure. King House supports Riverkeeper, which is a charity that looks after New York's waterways, um, mm-hmm. primarily the, on the west side of Manhattan, the Hudson River. Uh, but mm-hmm. also the East River, which we are located immediately beside. Um, mm. We actually, much of our campus looks out onto the East River, which is, you know, adds to some beautiful views. Mm. Uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of traffic, actually, as well. There's a lot of water traffic on there. Um, and, of course, that has an impact on the, the wildlife. It has an impact on New York's water systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very, very worthwhile endeavor supporting them. And mm-hmm. lastly, we have Glenny House who support a fantastic charity called Operation Backpack. And that's about helping children in need in New York, uh, maybe that can't afford um, the required resources to come to school. So we provide, or Operation Backpack provides a physical backpack, a day sack that they fill with resources and equipment to start their their school Mm. year, their academic year. And do you know how each of those charities were selected in the first place? Do you know, I, I actually don't. That precedes uh, me in this role. I, this is the first year that I have been in the role of community outreach coordinator mm. at the school. Um, but it's, I know that it is something that we review 
relatively frequently. Mm. Um, we've mm. certainly been partnering with these three charities for the last three or four years. And I imagine, rightly or wrongly, that after children leave Bisney, they probably still have a special place in their heart for each of those charities. Absolutely. You know, it's they, they do so much. The children get so into the sponsorship and the fundraising and just, you know, gaining the knowledge about the wonderful work that these charities do. It's very impressionable for the children and I would love to think that, that they hold them closely in their hearts thereafter. Mm. We, we do char- partner with a number of other charities as well. I'm sure, I'll tell you a little bit more about um, our Business Cares Week shortly. Uh, but current partners that we're working with are the local children's hospital, Bellevue mm-hmm. Children's Hospital. We do a, mm-hmm. a reach out and read scheme for them, providing new books for infants. Um, and also we're looking to try and support them with their sobriety garden, which is a, another branch of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we are also working with uh, a Kenyan school, a project called the Thorn Tree Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually due to send some staff out there and some students out there last year, but prior to COVID, unfortunately, but, you mm. know, we weren't able to do it. Um, but we, the, the, there's been a group that have been working um, called the Girls Up Group uh, mm-hmm. here in the school, um, and they've been looking to support the Girl Up Group that's uh, in this Kenyan school. So that's, that's quite an exciting development. Mm. So, Graham, we talked about community outreach, but tell me a little bit about how that ties in with the development of students and the academic side of life at Bisney. Sure. So we actually deliver a, almost a dual curriculum here at Bisney. Uh, we teach the English national system and the academic mm-hmm. rigour and experiences that that offers. Mm-hmm. Um, but also alongside that, we teach the IB framework, the International Baccalaureate Framework. Mm-hmm. And... I suppose it's twofold. We have the primary years programme, which is effectively our lower and primary school. And we also have the middle years programme. So that's delivered to students before they get to the the upper stages of their their secondary education. Within these, there are six transdisciplinary themes, Mm -hmm. each which afford uh, opportunities to take a deep dive into different fields of inquiry. Um, so we might be looking at where we are in place and time, and that may have more of a historical focus, or it might be relevant to things that are going on in society at the moment. The IB very much advocates for student agency when student encourages students to take ownership of their own learning and, and you know subsequent action that comes from that learning. So by allowing children the opportunity to talk about real-life issues and to really delve into things that are relevant globally it affords opportunities for the kids to you know to take action to really think about how they can impact change and how they can be advocates for making a difference really by actually carrying out on some of that change as opposed to just talking about it and not actually doing anything with it certainly yeah it certainly can come in in different forms um it could be you know sponsorship as we've discussed or fundraising mm-hmm. it could be raising awareness it mm. could be them taking the initiative to you know educate other people uh, maybe enacting change within their own local community or within the wider school community mm-hmm. um, I suppose it, it, it can manifest in, in lots of different manners and it affords opportunities to you know for the kids to really hone they're tra- transdisciplinary and interdisciplinary skills, you know, transferable skills that are going to be hopefully be relevant for them in later life. 
You may have given part of the answer to this already, but I'm still going to ask you. Uh, what's the highlight of the school calendar from a Bisney community perspective? So in my mind, one of the highlights of our year has to be our Bisney Cares Week and Bisney Cares Day. Bisney Cares Day is effectively a, a kind of collective day of action where we give back to our local communities. Uh, the goal is very much to engage in meaningful community service that can provide a positive impact on our community partners while also, I guess, affording students the opportunity to develop their different skills, be it their civic skills or organisational skills or group skills, their mm-hmm. interpersonal skills. They can also, of course, gain rich experiences working with diverse members of their communities and, and supporting people that are maybe less fortunate than themselves. So the Business Cares Week, when does that actually happen then? So this week, it uh, starts on Monday the 14th of June. And okay. will, our collective day of action is the last Friday of term, and that is Friday the 18th of June. We've actually okay. pushed it a little bit further this year, both so that we've got slightly better weather, hope, hopefully, and with yep. the different COVID restrictions, we're obviously being super safe um, and having a lot of outdoor activities. We've encouraged the students to think about activities that can be achieved outside that still have an impact. Um, and we've got a busy week planned, I have to say. Um, there's all sorts going on from supporting our different charities, which I, I mentioned earlier, maybe with writing letters of advocacy. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a project with Operation, uh, no, with Riverkeeper, uh, where the children will be encouraged to write to their local senators and local representatives to encourage uh, the protection of the New York wetlands, which are mm-hmm. you know essential to the habitats and the animals that live there, but also to protect New York's water system. We are creating bookmarks to go with our Reach Out and Read scheme for the local children's hospital. Uh, it's one of our younger classes that's that's going to be engaging with that with the support Mm -hmm. of of different year groups Mm -hmm. um we have a group going to uh, have an animal shelter outdoor experience Um, okay we've got a few different groups doing beach cleanups and uh park cleanups in in the local city parks the east river parks that we use for our pe lessons brilliant um we've got a gardening project or two going on to again support community gardens in the in the locality Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one year group going to do an oyster restoration on Governor's Island, which sounds pretty intriguing. And then a volunteer crew going up to Van Cortland Lake as well to support with trash removal on the lake shore and a general cleanup there as well. Concurrent to all this are our year nines uh, who are at the end of their MYP, the end of their middle years program experience, um, will also be working on their fantastic community projects, mm-hmm. and, and that, which will be going live and being presented uh, later that day, on, well, on mm-hmm. the Friday, the day of action. Mm-hmm. And our year six students are, are busy working on their uh, cognitive experience, which is the, the year six exhibition before they graduate up to our middle years program. Okay, and then I actually we have one last one. The uppers, our upper students, are working with a, a, a fantastic charity, the Henry Street Settlement, which is located on the east side of Manhattan. Um, they're going to be helping to stock and clean the community fridge that has uh, that's that's been placed in the in the East Village, and then they're going to be moving on to helping their community garden to spruce it up and to you know do some gardening some mulching some composting etc mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. lots and lots of really rich experiences for the children to get their teeth into mm, rich experiences and a lot of productivity going on there as well <laughs> indeed yeah well yeah. that's you know it's about enacting some change and and, and giving something back to mm-hmm. you know to mm-hmm. charities that are helping others during these really tough times so these must be fairly rewarding and exciting things for you to observe uh, as as someone who's in charge of this, w- would you say this is one of the most rewarding and exciting things that you experience? 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, every single day at Disney is is such a rich <laughs> and amazing experience. I'm I'm you know feel really inspired and very very excited every day I wake up, which is you know, what I try and instill with my children and, and and what our staff try and do collectively. Uh, but certainly, yeah, it's 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 a lot of work for the kids and the staff, um, especially at the end of such a demanding year. But you know, you really reap the rewards. I hope that these are experiences that will last a lifetime with the children and mm. encourage them to take their own action and, and advocacy moving forward. The opportunity to teach real life skills and to give something back, mm. you know, selflessly is is hugely rewarding. I, I feel that it helps to prepare children for what comes next, you know, for mm. these caring attributes and these caring skills, you know, they, they go a long way. Graham, we're coming towards the end of this podcast recording now, but I'd love to ask a couple of questions just about you before we do bring it to an end. Sure. Um, in particular, to do with Scotland, can you tell me one of the things you miss about your your home country when oh. when you're living there in New York? Goodness, I, I mean, I have to say my family first and foremost. I have such a large family. Uh, I have mm. seven nieces and nephews, as I wow, mentioned, okay. four siblings. One of one of my nieces is five today, actually. Um, oh, so, okay. You know, and my parents, of course, and. Edinburgh is just an incredibly beautiful city. Um, it's culturally and historically rich. Uh, it's very green. So, you know, just wandering around Edinburgh, uh, you know, I miss that on a day-to-day basis. And I'm also an avid Heart of Midlothian football fan, soccer fan. So <laughs> I, I, I really miss getting to, getting to the stadium, getting to Tynecastle Stadium each, each weekend and, and following yeah. my team. And let's just imagine for a moment that I transferred you back to Edinburgh for, say, for six months. What would you miss about New York? Oh, goodness. Um, the, the vibrancy, the buzz, mm. this, this school environment, to be honest. You know, there's just so much opportunity here to embed projects and to take the lead on things. So, you know, business business not like anywhere I've ever worked in that sense. It's such, a, as I've mentioned, an internationally, globally minded place. And mm. uh, so definitely miss, miss the school. But. I would also miss, you know, just walking the streets of Manhattan and just some of the things you see every single day. New York is uh, is incredibly diverse, and um, some of the things are fantastic, and some of them are are probably not to be mentioned. <laughs> but but that's New York life, isn't it? <laughs> that New York. is, it very much is. Um, I, I should probably add my girlfriend. I probably miss her. So. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good idea. What's her name? Katie. Katie, Katie well, yeah, there we yeah. are. Katie got a mention. Perfect. <laughs> She'll be delighted or embarrassed or both. Uh, <laughs> one or the other or both. <laughs> Graham, if anyone's heard anything on this episode and wants to get in touch with a follow-up question, what's the best way for them to connect with you? By emailing me, I guess. Uh, I, my email is g.hawkins at org, And there is a hyphen between Bisney. So B-I-S hyphen N-Y. That's great. Well, look, Graham, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on to this episode of the podcast. It's been great talking to you. It's been great hearing about the community outreach program through your eyes and about your experience of being at Disney in New York. Thank you very much for your time. It's been my pleasure. Thanks ever so much, Simon. So that was Graham Hawkins, Year 6 teacher, Head of Shakespeare House and Community Outreach Coordinator. Wasn't that great to hear how happy he sounded while he spoke? It's like you could almost feel a smile in his voice all the time. If you've heard anything about what Graham said and would like to get in touch, it's g.hawkins at bisney.org. That's B-I-S hyphen N-Y dot org. I am certain he'd be happy to help you. And if you haven't followed this podcast channel yet, then now is the time to do so, because then when each episode is released, you'll just get a small notification to let you know that it's there. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening 
listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.